And now take a few slow, deep breaths, really deep. And on the exhale, let your body and mind relax and unwind. And now just rest for a few moments. There's no need to do anything. No need to change anything. No effort here. Just be as you are. And it can be very helpful in the beginning of a meditation to take an open-hearted motivation. I'm going to meditate now, not only for my own benefit, but for the benefit of all beings. so that all beings can see the peace and contentment and long-lasting happiness of their true nature. So put this motivation, this compassionate motivation in any words or images that motivate you. It's that a compassionate motivation. One of the key points of this particular practice is trust. We're learning to let go of the impulses to control our experience and trusting that there's something already here that's going to provide us with contentment, ease, wholeness that we think is missing. So take a few moments to drop the doing impulse and trust. Just simply be. And into this space of being, this quality of being, we can explore our experience not with the idea that we're going to improve it, but that we might notice something or more of something that we didn't already see. The first thing to notice is the presence of awareness. 
see, see if you can simply notice this present knowing quality of your mind. It's always here. Rest in this knowing presence of awareness. You might notice even the simple act of hearing something. There's a sound that you hear. Or silence if there's no sound. But yet there's this knowing quality that's relating to that. So here we're relating to that knowing quality. It allows everything to be known. Just knowing everything. Fully and completely as it happens. This knowing quality is like space. It includes and accommodates everything. Good experiences, bad experiences, neutral experiences. It's always there to accommodate, to allow whatever is happening. So what if this awareness is perfect as it is in this moment? What if you could find that sense of ease and contentment, that sense of wholeness in your own awareness, your own mind, in this very moment of knowing? Even if you can't feel that right now, just opening to the possibility that your own mind is perfect as it is right now. You can notice that all your senses are working. Everything that you hear, the quality of hearing, again, opening to the possibility that this is already perfect and whole, just as it is. There's nothing that we need to change or improve upon. Just this simple act of hearing.
or noticing what you see. Most of you have your eyes closed, so you might see all sorts of lights and images on your eyelids. Whatever you're seeing, just appreciate that. Feeling that sense of perfection. Even in the simple act of seeing, and in the body, noticing sensations in the body. So often we view our body as problematic in some ways, but what if the body's already perfect just as it is? Feel the body maintaining balance and equilibrium. Notice the sensations of the body. Not with the intention or the lens of finding faults, but seeing what's working well. And seeing the wisdom in the body, the compassion in the body. Now you can just let go and rest. You don't need to focus on body or sound or what you see. Just be. Notice what's happening in this present moment. with a sense of effortless presence. And as you're resting in this way, you might notice some thoughts, feelings, impressions, memories, all sorts of things happening in the mind, quite spontaneously. And so again, here we're not trying to control that, as if there's a problem with our thoughts, with our feelings. Instead, we're 
shifting our perspective and the way we relate to that. Just noticing how the thoughts are playing out in the mind right now. And instead of seeing these thoughts, these spontaneous movements of the mind as a problem, seeing them instead as natural expression of the mind's pure nature. This is what the mind does. It thinks. You're not these thoughts. Yet what if these thoughts are perfect, just as they are? What if we could see that? Good thoughts, bad thoughts, neurotic thoughts, just as they are. Seeing him in this way might actually change the way they unfold. And that's fine. But you don't need to make that happen. If they naturally dissolve, and there's not a lot of thought activity happening, then notice that. Notice the spacious quality of awareness and appreciate that. And the same with feelings and emotions. What are you feeling right now? How do you experience that feeling? Are you feeling it in the body? What are these feelings? See if you can explore these feelings. What are they made of? Do they have a location in the body? Even if it's something unpleasant, feel agitated, confused, bored, restless, that's perfectly fine. We're just noticing what these experiences are really like. Thank <laughs> you.
So what if this feeling and experience is already perfect? It's infused with awareness, kindness. We want to be free, naturally. Wisdom. We know that it changes. We know that it's not me. Here we're learning to trust and slowly to see, to recognize that all these experiences, thoughts, emotions, the body don't need to be improved. to be fixed. We're not broken. We are fundamentally complete. Learning to trust that, to see that. So whether you can sense that or this feels just like an idea at this point, see if you can just trust it's a possibility for yourself. That fundamentally you're okay. More than okay. That fundamentally you're awake. Now, for the last few minutes, you can slowly open your eyes, just rest. Okay. So, uh, how was that for you? Any any comments? Yeah. So, um, Fiona um, is on retreat, and Robert is in uh, 
Italy. So it's it's so we're very fortunate today that, that one of our members will be helping us, Michael Lee. Um, he'll be doing the second session here, and he is uh, he's done a lot in his life. He he's the the founder of Phoenix Rising Yoga before before somatic uh, training was happening. He was training somatically. And it's, it's written books about it, and it's, it teaches it all over the world. So it should be a, a treat to have uh, Michael in our second session today. Um, so in our breakout rooms, I'm, so I'm doing this myself. I hope it works. Um, let's consider... Um, Do you recognize, I put this in the chat, um, your own awareness, this knowing mind. Do you recognize that in yourself? That's pure, spacious, and knows all that you experience and accepts all that you experience without bias. So do you recognize this in yourself, this knowing mind that is being described in the meditation today? And you notice in yourself compassion, an innate warmth that's always with you, that wants to be free, wants others to be free of discomfort, stress, and all forms of suffering. So these are the inner riches that Miguel was hoping that his students could pause and recognize Do you believe on some level that you are Buddha, that you're perfect, just as you are? That everything about you is perfect, complete. And finally, and these are in the chat. When you recognize these qualities in yourself of awareness, compassion, wisdom, how does that change your experience of the present moment? So it would be great if you could maybe, if someone would volunteer to be a leader of the group, just to kind of record and mentally record what's happening in the group so they can, you know, bring back your reflections to the large group later. Okay, welcome back. I hope you you enjoyed your groups. How were they for you? Any anyone? We'd love to hear your share if you're anyone's willing to uh, tell us what was discussed. I'll say a few things, even though we decided to be a real Buddhist and not sharing anything. I'm no representation there, but then I think that uh, 
we went on a theme of uh, the Buddha nature, and then if we believe it or not, or like, well, how does that reflect in our lives? I mean, at, at the end, we decided, or mostly I decided, I don't know about everyone, just like a projecting. It really doesn't matter if there's one in there, if you're thinking that a 98.7% chimp comes in or uh, however that's run, I still have the, you know, the goodness and then the, all the greed, hatred, delusion comes in along with it, just like our ancestors. So hopefully it has reduced uh, those, the, those uh, <clears throat> reaching out, grasping at things and wanting it to last. But who knows? And it really doesn't matter. Uh, that's what we came up with. And then uh, the percentage of atheism versus Buddhism with the Stephen Bachelor's work came up. And then labels, you know, I go between 10 different labels, uh, <laughs> Buddhist and then non-Buddhist and everything else in between. So we ended up at that. More confused than we started, which is the best way. <laughs> Thank you. Someone else from a different group, maybe. Uh, David, this I, I won't uh, speak for the group, but I just wanted to share, appreciate the Zoom meetings, because for those of us out of the hinterlands, uh, we talk about this stuff that lock us up. So it's good. It was reassuring to me to listen to other people uh, with their, uh, uh, you know, desire for peace and, and uh, uh looking at themselves and trying to become better people. It was reassuring to listen to others today. Thank you for the opportunity. Someone else? Thank you, Steve. You're welcome. Jenny? Yeah. Hi. Um, well, we talked about awareness uh, and how, where we become aware and it was noted that in nature, that's, it's a, a really lovely place to become, be aware. And, um, but there's a little confusion about what being aware of awareness. That seems to be a confusing thing. And, um, I did share with uh, David that I took the list that you gave to the small group about how to look at our intentions and our goals and things like that. Do you remember that? And I took it to the prison, and the men loved it. And they discussed it, and I had it on a sheet of paper. And I, they didn't give me the papers back because they wanted to keep them and discuss it more with their you know, little private groups. So you know mm -hmm. that your words and your intentions are moving far beyond us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so thank you so much. Yeah. Someone else, I'm curious how this was for you about recognizing, recognizing awareness, how, how people responded to that, or, or anything that was said in the group. Ah, please. I was saying I don't really know if I know anything, you know. 
sometimes. I, I sometimes I feel really lost, you know, in the in the in the um different mind states and you know, different thoughts and I think in our group we talked about getting caught up and then and trying to come back um, repeatedly. <laughs> uh, but when I really think about what do I really know, what do I really know, I, I'm not sure if I really know much of anything. Um, I don't know. I think therefore I am, I guess. (laughs) I think getting lost and coming back is what we all, what we all do. That's our practice. Coming back over and over. Okay. One more. Anybody? Okay, please. Go ahead. I was just really um, taken by how grateful I am to be a part of the Sangha that wants to be compassionate, not only within themselves, but to spread it throughout the world and all the and people that they come into contact with. Okay. Thank you. Okay, please, Kelly. Well, it seems like an you know, awareness to me when we are not thinking and we are awareness. And then this quality of awareness have all the you know, innate goodness and a compassion. And so, you know, who we really are is compassionate and have innate goodness. And once you know, we realize thinking mind is not who we are. You know, this quiet, when we are not thinking, that's who we are, who we really are. So, you know, paying attention to who we really are, you know, this awareness, innate, that's who we really are. And, uh, you know, then, you know, there is a peace in ourselves and a peace in the world. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, well, great. Thank you. Thank you all. Um, so let's take a 10-minute break, and then uh, Michael will present something that I think you're going to really enjoy. So let's return. Um, let's aim for 10 after 12. So uh, I'll begin in a few minutes or so, a few seconds. If uh, you wouldn't mind just turning your screen on so I know that you're here or know that there's people here. I'm not just talking to the blank screens. And you, thank you. You can leave, yeah, If you've got a need to have your screen off, I understand. That's no problem. I just wanted to get a sense of who was in the room. Thank you.
So uh, as David so beautifully said uh, in his introduction, uh, I've been doing a lot of things with my life. Uh, and I'm very, very grateful. I can say that very grateful for many of the experiences that I've been fortunate to have had in my life. And for about 40 years now, uh, I've been a practicing yogi, uh, following a yogic path, but also in the last 10 years, uh, dovetailing my yogic path with um, Buddhist meditation in the Vipassana tradition, insight tradition, um, under the guidance of Gil. Um, even though I'm on the East Coast, uh, I consider Gil my Dharma teacher and uh, have attended retreats uh, out there in California and um, other places too, but uh, uh, I, I call IMC my, my spiritual home now. Uh, and it's been a wonderful, wonderful journey to come to that place. Um, my work uh, and my work for the last 40 years uh, has been very much around helping people find peace. And there's a quote from the Dalai Lama that I, I really like. And it says, in the final analysis, the hope of every person is simply peace of mind. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. I've asked a lot of people, if you could have one thing in your life, and have it permanently there, what would it be? And peace of mind comes up pretty high on the list. So I've made it my, my life's work, my purpose to support that. Uh, and I've discovered through trial and error and through going in a lot of different directions and finding a lot of wrong places, what I've discovered is that the shortest path to peace of mind is to go directly to experience, that we can try to create peace of mind with the mind, but it's a little bit like trying to catch an eel. It's very slippery. <laughs> um, I don't know if you've ever tried to catch an eel, but it's rather difficult. Um, whereas going to direct experience is, much, is a much easier way to embrace peace of mind. And, of course, direct experience usually involves the body. And why the body is such a good vehicle or agent for being a, a, a vehicle for experience that leads to peace of mind is that the body is always in the present and the body always tells the truth, even if we like to pretend from our mind that it's not. But if we can get past the mind, the body always tells the truth and it's always in the present. So what I've used in my work for most of it, most of the time, is the body uh, as the vehicle. So what I'd like to do today is to guide you in an embodied meditation. It's a meditation, but it has more of a focus on the body. Uh, so we'll begin with that. And my invitation is for you to just follow along with me 
Some of my words may or may not land for you. And if anything doesn't land, just ignore it and pick up the ones that do. Um, and also, as much as you can, um, bring your focus to what I am directing your awareness to. That's primarily what I'll be doing. I'll be using language to bring awareness more to your embodied experience and doing a little exercise that will help that. And then at the end, at the end of the meditation, I'll invite you to check in with your body and just see where you've arrived and what you're experiencing in that moment. So to do this, let's just find a comfortable seated position and you can let your spine be a little long but not strained. It's important to not have any strain in your body or any kind of feeling like you've got to do something right. So just let yourself sit in a way that feels good, comfortable, but at the same time a little lengthened and upright and a little open across your chest if you can. You can rest your palms in your lap if you can find that and turn your palms to face upwards if it's possible. If that's uncomfortable for you, put them any way you like. But if it's not uncomfortable, just turn your palms upwards. And if you like to close your eyes, you can softly do that. If closing your eyes is difficult, you can just gaze downward in front of you. And then begin with a focus on your breathing, but on your breathing from a body place. So as you breathe in, Feel where the breath connects with your body. And it may be your nose, it may be your throat, it may be your chest or your belly. It can be anywhere. But just feel the connection between the breath and the body. And the same on the exhale. As you exhale, just feel the connection between the body and the breath as the breath leaves the body. Whatever that experience is, and it may change from breath to breath, and that's okay. Just with each breath, just bring focused awareness to the connection of breath and body. And then let the awareness extend further throughout the body. So while still holding a little focus on breathing, begin to feel as if it's extending the awareness in the body out from where the breath is to the shoulders, the chest, perhaps the face and the head, down the torso, trunk, where you're sitting on the chair or wherever you're sitting, you can feel your buttocks, thighs, hips, lower legs, and your feet connecting with the floor beneath. Coming back up your body to your shoulders, down your arms, to your hands, whole body. Whole body here, whole body breathing. Here, now. And take on an embodied feel of I am here. I am here. Just here. 
nothing to fix, nothing to change, nothing to make happen, nowhere to go, nothing to do. Just here, now, in this body. And take the awareness down to a specific part of your body, and I'll name it as your left hand. So come to just your left hand. And as you bring your focus to your left hand, begin to be with it. You don't have to explain it, fix it, change it, or do anything with it other than be with it. Just be present to your left hand, giving it your full attention. The feel of it, the shape, the size, the palm, the fingers, the back of the hand. Just feel and be with the whole of your left hand just as it is, nothing to change, no story needed, nothing to fix, just presence here, left hand. If your mind wanders away from it, that's okay. It may do that. You may go in all kinds of different directions. Just notice you've gone somewhere, and then with the next breath, bring your focus back to your left hand. Just staying with it as best you can. Staying with it with nothing else that matters. Just being here, being present to this left hand. And then very slowly, Begin to slowly close the hand, bring the fingers in toward the palm in a very soft grip, a very soft fist. Notice as you do that, the feelings, the sensations, whatever's there, just notice it. No need to explain it. No need to fix it. No need to tell a story about it. Just the pure experience of a soft fist. And be with that for a few moments. Just breathe and feel that soft fist on the left hand. And then, like a flower opening in the garden, just slowly let the fingers leave the palm and begin to open. So the fingers open outwards like the petals on a flower. And the palm and the hand open. Feeling now the open hand. Just as it is, no story. 
Nothing to change or fix. Just an open hand. And begin to slowly lift the hand from your lap and bring it up toward the center of your chest, that left hand. And let it find a new home now, placed somewhere on the center of your chest. And the spot that it arrives at is a spot that's just right. It's where you can sense in your chest that there's a place here that just is right for the heart to land and to be. Find that just right place. It's a place of connection. You can feel a connection to your left hand from your whole body, whole being. This hand is asking this being, this body, a question. Not looking for an answer from the thinking mind, but looking for an answer from a place of knowing that's beyond the mind. A place beyond superficial awareness a deep sense of knowing. And the question is, what is here for me right now? What is here? In this moment, here now, what is here? Just let the whole being, not from the mind, but from its knowing, deeper knowing, Answer the question. And the answer may be in the form of words, an image, a sound. It can be anything. Whatever comes. No need to censor, change, or fix. Whatever's there, it's perfect the way it is. Just receive that. Let the hand receive that. And then let the hand slowly leave from the chest and come back to where it was in the lap. Take a moment to feel the whole body again. Take a moment just to check in with your state of being right now. Take a moment also of gratitude for this body, this being, this life. And whatever degree of peace or not peace your body may have 
given you. Let's take a moment to take that in also. And perhaps extend it outwards with the wish and the prayer that all beings may find peace. Come back again to your breath for a few more breaths. And if your body needs to move in any way, just let it engage in micro-movements or subtle movements if it needs to do that. It knows what it wants. Or stillness, shifting posture. And then let your eyes slowly come back open. And just take a moment to look at the other fellow human beings here on the screen, our sangha, our community. Just allow your eyes to take that in with appreciation, whatever degree of appreciation might be there. And... uh, I would like to invite you, if you so feel, to come off mute and just share where you got to with that little experience, where it it landed for you. And when you put your hand on your chest and you ask the question, what was here? What was here? Thank you, Kelly. What was here is a piece and the enjoyment, you know, enjoyment and a bliss. It's just most wonderful meditation. Bliss, enjoyment, and peace. Beautiful. Peace and bliss, yeah. Wonderful. Most enjoyable, you know, meditation ever. <laughs> and then, you know, uh, this experience of a direct experience of a present moment. And this uh, present moment, this awareness. And it's just most... Uh, Wonderful meditation. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Thank you for expressing that. It sounds like I can feel from your words that it was a a very profound experience that you had. So thank you. Thank you for sharing. Elaine. So I too had a very profound, wonderful experience with that meditation. And I thank you so much. I, I realized how in the in even just a fleeting moment when you were talking, how when I accepted the very moment that I was in, I felt such a nurturing and renewal to the core of my body and bones. Thank you. So I get the word. Thank you. I get the word renewal there. Yeah, renewal. When I was in the moment, I could feel renewal. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Anyone else? And if you didn't have a profound experience, that's perfectly okay. 
I've done this hundreds of times and profound experiences don't always happen. I can tell you. Sometimes it's pretty ho-hum. Sometimes I just notice my busy mind and say, why the hell can't it shut up? But sometimes not. Anyone else? Take one or two more. Uh, Essie and then Jeannie. Essie, did you raise your hand? Oh, yeah. Um, I enjoyed that very much also. Um, just the, the focus of, of like just the hand. Um, and be, sort of being in the hand and, and nothing else. Um, and when I raised it to my chest and asked what is here, unfortunately, the answer was fear. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm, I would love to say it was peace, but yeah, no, I, don't, I don't think fear is peace. No, it's fine. It's it's great though. It's it's that's you know that your body's you, you're not you're not getting anything that's not true. It, it's true. It, that's what yeah. we said. Yeah. So my suggestion would be to honor that, and even even embrace that. Yeah. Because Hello. I've been, I've been honoring that for two years. Yeah. Uh, how's it going? So, um, how's it going? Well, I'm still here. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still and meditating. You're smiling. And yeah. you're smiling. Yeah. I, I am smiling. Yeah. Thank you. And, and thank you for being thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that truthful experience that you had. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Jeannie. Oh, thank you, Mike. Um I just experience peace and calm and presence. And I, I always appreciate the help in getting to that present moment of, you know, and all the distractions with the distractions really minimized. I, it's, I, I need that sometimes, you know, because it, by myself, it, it's not so easy. So. Yeah. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's pretty much what my my purpose was in guiding it the way I did, was to use the body as a way of, if you like, letting the mind take a back seat hmm? by giving attention to the body, which, as I said earlier, is always present, and is always in truth. That's why if you have an experience like Essie did and you notice fear, that's true. That's what's here. Yeah? And you can't deny that reality. It's about embracing that reality. Yeah. Okay. So this too. Um, and I had an experience yesterday. I was working with a, with a client in, in the UK online on Zoom like this. And we were doing a one-on-one session with a group of about 30 students observing. Um, and um, the client went into her body and had the body experience. 
um, and found that by giving attention to some of the things that weren't so pleasant, like she was experiencing quite a bit of physical pain and particularly in one of her knees and focused their atten- her attention there. And when I asked her what happened, when she gave it full attention, she said it dissipated. It started to become less. Now, nothing physiologically changed, but her mind-body relationship to the sensation, to the experience of pain, shifted. And I think there's a lot to be said for attention. What we give attention to can really make a difference, and it can also be very healing and can shift or transform an experience. There's a story about the Zen master who was asked, what's the most important teaching? And he said, attention. And the student thought they were getting short change, so they asked him again. And he said, his reply was, attention, attention. And you've probably heard that story. And finally, it was three times he said, attention, attention, attention. Basically, he was saying attention is the most important thing that we give attention to. Um, so... What I want to do now is probably share with you a few other ways, but one of the things that I think all this, all this is leading towards, in a way, is if we're looking for ways of creating a, a greater appreciation for life, and I think an appreciation for life, regardless of our experience, is incredibly important because in appreciating this life, we're really in a state of gratitude And if we're in a state of gratitude, no matter what's going on, else is going on, um, it's very hard to to not find that place that the Dalai Lama talked about, peace of mind. Uh, Peace of mind doesn't mean to say everything's fine. It just means we're fine with everything. Uh, We're fine with everything the way it is, uh, regardless of what what it is. So finding that peace of mind and coming to that from an appreciation of life. And there are several, I want to share just three things that I think really help with that. Already we've engaged one of them, and that is a focus on the body, uh, focus on the body and the breath, particularly the, particularly the body and the breath. Uh, wonderful vehicles to bring us into present-centered awareness, wonderful vehicles also for supporting concentration and focus, wonderful vehicles for helping us uh, gain a place of being or a way of being, a state of being that is in essence uh, resonating with life and through that resonation with life an appreciation of life. So very important. Um, the second one that I want to talk about is nature. Someone mentioned it before, and I think nature is a very, very powerful tool in helping bring us to a place of peace of mind, uh, to a place of presence to the moment and to a place where uh, we can actually find uh, peace of mind. Um, I live in Massachusetts, but I have a, a cabin in the woods up in northern Maine, in a very isolated part of Maine, uh, on a lake. 
uh, lakes and mountains, parts of Maine, not the lobsters and lighthouses, the other part of Maine. And um, I spend a lot of time out on the lake in my kayak in the summertime. I love to get out on the water. And I love to be in nature. And this summer I was fortunate to have an experience one morning where I was paddling and meditating. And I often experience the loons on the lake. There's quite a lot of loons that live on this lake. And um, they're very kind of um, protective of their their space, but they're also prone to not hang around people very much. They don't. They, they tend to they tend to disappear. Usually, what they do is dive under the water as a way of getting away from you. Um, but this particular loon, one morning, actually didn't dive when I when I got closer in my kayak, and it actually got alongside me probably about 20, 30 feet away and swam next to me for probably a quarter mile, maybe a little bit more. And I was fascinated because it was so unusual. But then I was drawn to just really pay attention. It was like what David was saying around awareness of awareness. And my awareness of awareness was I was aware that I was being very present and that I wasn't trying to make anything of the experience. I was a little surprised at first that it was happening, but once it started to happen, I was just able to be with it. And I think I was able to get to that state of being because I'd been paddling for a while and breathing and I and I'd got to that place that some of you described where everything was just fine the way it was. And so my mind wasn't jumping to make something out of this and to kind of blow it out of what well, it blow it out of the water, so to speak. Uh, and I, I'm guessing, and I don't know enough uh, science to be able to, or, or quantum theory to be able to fully explain it. But my sense of it in the moment and reflection later was that the loon somehow picked up that it was no big deal. And because it was no big deal for me, it was no big deal for it, and we were able to coexist in this environment and be together and actually communicate. And right towards the end, before it did finally take off, it started to call me using its, you know, loon call. Well, I don't speak loon, so it couldn't respond. Um, But it was a fascinating experience and reinforced for me how, how there's so much to be gained in connecting to self and others through being really present. Uh, And this is where I think our practice is so valuable and so important because that's really what it does. It helps us connect to ourselves. And in doing so, we'll also really facilitate our connection to other beings. And as someone expressed, we're we're really wanting to bring love and compassion uh, to ourselves, but also to the rest of the world. I think it's a wonderful thing, wonderful way to go. So nature, um, being present in nature is a really important one. The other one, of course, is what we've got right here, which is sangha, community. Right? I think that that is another great vehicle for facilitating uh, peace of mind because we, we, we're we not isolating ourselves. We're not... Um, spending time just running our own own trip round and round and round in our head. 
but through connecting with other people, uh, we really are engaging uh, in a process um, that just by its very nature can bring us into uh, a different reality and a different way of being. And particularly we're in, when we're in the company of people like we have here who all have aspirations which share a common ground, that common ground being a caring, a caring for the experience of life that we engage and that we uh, bring to other people. Uh, so being in that kind of community, I think, is incredibly supportive to peace of mind and also to uh, an appreciation of life. Uh, so those are the three things I just want to leave you with. Time's running away on us, so um, we may have, we don't really have time for a group share, I don't think, David. Is that right? In the time we have. You're muted. Yeah. Um, well, we have 15 minutes. Um, okay. So um, if we could take 10 minutes, maybe we could, uh, we could take 10 minutes and, and just, uh, yeah, I, what I'd like you to do is just reflect on these two questions. Um, what enhances uh, an appreciation of life and peace of mind for you? And what gets in the way of that? So those two questions, uh, if you could just take a, a, a few moments to share. Um, maybe, maybe we could just do smaller groups, Dave. Whatever you got set up will be fine. Uh, what, what I suggest is you just go around the group once each, share something, and then we'll come back and bring it back to the whole group. So the questions again, uh, what enhances peace of mind and, a, and an appreciation of life, uh, what takes it away for you uh, as you experience life. Okay, good. Welcome back, everybody. Um, I realize that we didn't have a lot of time to share and some people mightn't have got to share. So let's, uh, if you didn't get to share and you have something that you'd like to, like to get out there, um, please do so now, right? You can share now. Uh, and while you're doing it, you might want to reference whatever else you heard in your group. Anyone like to do that? I'm going to jump in just because our time is short and I, I can't sign off without saying such uh, how much gratitude I feel to both David for handling all the tech stuff alone. You just did magnificently. And Michael for your guidance. And um, we found in our little, we only had three of us in our little session that just ended I don't know if you've ever seen a quiz show that had to do a lightning round. We did a lightning round and we came up with wonderful lists and wonderful discussion in a, a wonderfully short amount of time. So thank you, everybody. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Anyone else? Anything to say? Go ahead, Elaine. Um, the three of us, I think I can speak for us that we all really agreed that nature was so comforting and so healing and brought us back to our real selves, but that it was the mind that took us away. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, nature, it's a catalyst. That's the, way, the way I see it is nature doesn't do it. We do it. We, we can't escape the fact that we do it. Uh, we have to get out of our own mind. You know, nature won't do that. Uh, but it's a great catalyst. It, it's just easier when you're in a place that you resonate with. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. And then, of course, if you can do it there, you can also say, well, maybe I can do it anywhere. Anyone else? Elizabeth, did you want to say? Oh, well, I was in the same group with Elaine, and uh, with, I, I so agree with the, the nature. I, it's nature, but also the body, the body work that you, you know, did to Dale kind of reminds me that I want to do more of that. You know, you get so busy and I forget. Because <laughs> the mind is always there, you can always can always pull that right. But right. you have to slow down for nature, and you have to slow down for the body. <laughs> yeah, again, the body is a great catalyst. It's a wonderful catalyst for bringing us bringing, yeah. us home, bringing us home to ourselves. I like to call it coming home, coming home to yourself. Yeah, where you always are. <laughs> Just forget about it. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Michael, I just have to jump in one more time to say how much I love the story about the loon. And I'm picturing that loon paddling by your kayak, asking himself, gosh, that is a really big loon that I'm seeing right there. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I thought that too afterwards. I thought, did it really think I was a loon? I don't know. <laughs> I went, the, the beautiful thing was I wasn't doing much thinking at the time, and, and I'm pleased I wasn't because if I had been, it wouldn't have stayed there. It would have gone. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, uh, time moves on. We're about... Four minutes to the hour. I thank you very much. It's been a great pleasure for me to uh, to, to be with you today. And uh, uh, David has said to me, would I consider doing this some more? So I guess um, I, I probably will. And thank you so much. And um, Michael Lee is my name. You can find me on the web. I have a website if you want to reach out in any way or connect and, and uh, find out more about the work that I do. Michael Lee Yoga is actually the the, the website. All one word. Michael Lee Yoga. Yeah. But I'll hand it back to David to uh, yeah. close us out. So hopefully we've found some peace here today and some well-being and some Sangha support, some some warmth and maybe love, maybe some compassion for each other, for ourselves. So let's dedicate this to maybe may the merit of what we're feeling right now and um, what we've experienced right now and maybe a little more wisdom than, than we had when we came in. Dedicate what has been discovered in ourselves, recognized in ourselves. May it's be a benefit not just to me, but be a benefit to my loved ones, uh, be a benefit to my to the clerk at the grocery store, if, I, if that's where, anywhere that we go, our neighbors, any, as we drive on the street, may our practice be a benefit to all beings everywhere. May all beings everywhere, wouldn't it be nice if everyone was content and peaceful and knew the causes for that. And if everyone everywhere 
found some relief from their suffering, from their grasping. Wouldn't it be wonderful if all beings lived in the happiness, the joy that knew no sorrow, and if all beings everywhere could live in grounded equanimity, free from grasping and aversion to anyone near and far. Thank you all for showing up and hope you all are well and enjoying the fall and we'll see you uh, in small groups or next month, I hope. Thank you, David. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.